Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ladies and gentlemen, your girl is live from Las Vegas this morning. We're going to get into whole, whole so much on the show today, uh, including uh, why I think actually Pat McAfee going to ESPN was a good thing for his brand and also answering the question, will we see Dylan Dennis going to the UFC? Outkick the morning starts right now. Hello, everybody. Good morning. Happy Tuesday. Uh, I don't know where you are in the country, but I would imagine for most of you, it's not quite as early as it is for me, 5 a.m. here in Las Vegas. But once again, so excited to be here with each and every one of you. This is Outkick the Morning. I, of course, am Charlie Arnold. You know, sometimes you almost forget your own name when it's that early in the morning. Uh, But why I'm here again, I think I was just here a couple weeks ago. Um, I was here for UFC. This time I'm here again. Also going to be working out of the apex, but this time, not quite UFC. It is Power Slap. Uh, I don't know how many of you are familiar with Power Slap, but it is absolutely insane. I mean, you have these behemoths of guys standing across from each other, uh, waiting to take just blows without pretty much defending themselves. And first one to the ground, you know, they're deemed the loser uh, as long as they can't get back up. So that's happening tomorrow. In a few hours from now, we'll be doing interviews and prepping for Power Slap 5. So hopefully you all will check that out tomorrow night. Uh, But for now, let's get into the show Uh, because lots of guys ready to let their hands fly here. Uh, And I would say Pat McAfee, as we know on ESPN, always ready to let his words fly. He is one of the most rawest, realest talents in all of sports television. Uh, I can guarantee you that. And I personally... I'm all about people who have strong convictions. I love people that tell it like it is. Uh, Dana White, of course, a great example of that. Uh, We also have Dave Portnoy of Barstool Barstool Sports, definitely one of those people. Clay Travis, I'm going to throw myself in that category, Uh, but also Pat McAfee definitely belongs in that category. Uh, There were a lot of people who gave Pat a lot of crap for going to ESPN saying he sold out, you know, the whole spiel, blah, blah, blah. Uh, And Maybe he did in a sense because he is the one who said years ago that he would never make a move like that. But as it turns out, I have to say, I think it was a fantastic decision because ESPN, as we know, the largest sports network in the entire world has given Pat McAfee the platform to be exactly who he is without asking him to change at all, except, you know, maybe just tone down the cursing just a little bit, uh, which isn't asking so much if you ask me, but Pat is getting paid $85 million over a five-year period. Uh, He's being aired on primetime TV on ESPN. He's getting more eyeballs on him than ever before. And uh, this is a huge perk for those that don't work in television. You might not understand this is how it goes, Uh, but he has the built-in rights to all of the major leagues. Generally speaking, you have to work really hard to purchase those rights. Uh, If you're granted them, great. Sometimes you're not, depending who you are. And if you are given them, they're very, very expensive. So that's one more cost that's taken off of his plate. He already has access to all of that video footage, which is fantastic for his show. Also, if you just look at everything that he's done, he is revolutionizing sports media. 
And ESPN is paying for him to do this revolutionizing. I can't be mad at it. Neither should any of you, neither should anyone in general. Uh, this is what television should be, authentic, real, and without censorship. And obviously for all of the ways that ESPN has worked to censor some content in the past, they're letting him do his thing. They're letting him have Aaron Rodgers on on a regular basis. As we know, Aaron Rodgers has absolutely no filter. He's shut down Big Pharma on many different occasions. Uh, he's talked about how he hasn't gotten the vaccine. Uh, he really touts conservative politics. And that's something that ESPN, you generally will not hear on their airwaves. So the fact that they're letting Pat McAfee say and do these things and have these type of guests on his show, I think really speaks volumes uh, for the leeway that he has. He has a super long leash. And I think that if ESPN were to make this model across the board, can you even imagine? Can you even imagine what ESPN could turn into if they decided to wisen up and take the model that they let Pat McAfee explore and let all of their talent run wild with it? Um, but but they're not going to. But I, I just like to hypothesize here. Uh, I was just thinking to myself what it could be like. Uh, and McAfee recently revealed uh, because, as you know, he doesn't just have his show responsibilities. He also is one of the fixtures on College Game Day. Uh, he recently revealed that he only has a year left with his original contract with Game Day and so far has not chosen to resign, posting this to X. One second. He said, quote, I have heard you all very loud and clear since the beginning of my stint with Game Day. It's one of the biggest reasons why I have not resigned a contract with the legendary show. I'm not right for some crowds and the quote, distinguished college football folks are definitely one of those excited to enjoy the rest of this year. That's shaping up to be a great one and then see what the future holds. Uh, Pat McAfee clearly understands because I'm sure he's gotten tons of viewer feedback. There was actually a article that was released through the athletic where about 49% of people that responded said they did not like Pat McAfee on college game day. Obviously Pat reads these things. He retweeted uh, that article along with this um, statement that I just read you. Uh, so he is aware of the viewer feedback. I have to imagine that it doesn't just stop there. I have to imagine that there are some internal discussions with ESPN execs that Pat has been involved in uh, that maybe his authentic presence on game day isn't working right now. Uh, game day has been around for a long time. Uh, for the most part, they keep it pretty traditional. Uh, but I think if you ask me, for my opinion, I would say besides the boomers, I think most of these are the ones who are making these opinions that they don't like Pat on the show. I think most people enjoy his presence because it's what people want out of a college game day experience. I mean, think about what's going on around the college game day set. You have students holding up signs that say the most wild things. You have people shotgunning beers. You have people tailgating. You have people dressed up crazily, getting excited to root on their teams. I mean, they don't want some stiff hosts on set who are just going to deliver picks and break down the X's and O's. I mean, Pat showing up there in a cowboy hat and tank top a lot of times. I mean, he is the most non-traditional sports talent, certainly on that desk and certainly just across the board at ESPN. Uh, I do. I love the OG crew. I think Lee Corso is fantastic. Uh, he adds another element to the show, but Pat certainly adds his own element to the show as well. And it's one that none of the other hosts have. And I think if Pat does not re-sign with College Game Day, 
I think it will not be too much longer down the road when ESPN is actually coming to crawl back to him and say, please, we need you to rejoin the show. We were wrong. What you did was fantastic. And again, you added an excitement that none of the other hosts are. So just my thoughts there. Um, Okay, let's move on to another story, because as you all know, I am in Las Vegas. Doesn't look like it right now, but I am. I'm here. I went on a fantastic run yesterday, by the way, too, when I got in, which I'm going to give props to myself. Sitting on a flight for almost six hours and then having been up for this show yesterday since five and going on a run, not too bad. So I'm clearly out here working hard. And there is another guy who wants to be out in Las Vegas working hard. Can anyone guess whose name that is? Uh, We've been talking about him all week. He just had a big fight against one of the Paul brothers. He lost, but he's got a big mouth. Uh, The guy I'm talking about, obviously, Dylan Danis. Uh, He now, interestingly, he is looking to make himself a staple here in Las Vegas by coming on board to UFC. He has recently petitioned Dana White on X, asking him to bring him on board. Uh, He said this. Kept it very short and simple. I'm ready to fight at Dana White. Let's do this. Uh, Got a ton of traction on this. Millions of views, 4.9 million views at the time that we pulled this and posted it. So at this point, probably even above that. So obviously, lots of eyeballs on Dylan Danis. Uh, But the question is, is this going to happen? I would say no. And I would would make that a hard no, uh, because his fight resume is weak. He's 2-0 in Bellator. And it's 2-0, and not, not since, oh, you know, last year, because that wouldn't be so bad. As It's since 2018. So in five years, he has a 2-0 and record, so he's clearly not very active. And he's 0-1 in boxing. And I know Dana White, and I know how he normally works. I mean, we all see the lengths that he goes to in order to farm talent, search out the best talent in the world. Uh, a lot of them come from having been champions in other pro promotions, or perhaps they cut their chops on Dana White's contender series. Uh, Those are just a few ways that you can catch Dana White's eye, but I think it's going to take more than this for Dylan Danis, um, for Dana White to extend the invite that so many fighters all around the world are looking for right now. Uh, That being said, I do think personality counts for something. So Danis has that. Obviously, he's one of the biggest crap talkers in the game. So my advice to Danis is I say you get more active. Build up your resume if you are serious about this, which I tend to believe that Dennis isn't so serious. I think this might just be a little bit more of a headline grab. Obviously, he's been in the news cycle for weeks now, so I'm not so sure that he means this. But if he does, he needs to get more active, build up that resume. Uh, But then again, the UFC could really benefit from a guy like him because he's Like I said, on the microphone, fantastic. Uh, So if he can actually hang, he might do well in the UFC. Uh, But I have another suggestion, Dylan. Uh, If you're watching the show and you know what I'm working later, uh, there's a power slap event in town. And there's actually a lot of guys in power slap. Uh, Hopefully we'll have the opportunity to speak to a few of them this week here on the show. Uh, You don't need to have any MMA or athletic experience at all to get into power slap. I mean, you have guys that literally were doing DoorDash runs a few weeks ago, never were athletes, and now suddenly they're on the power slap stage uh, presenting and performing in front of the world. Uh, That's where you can get Dana White's eye. So Dylan, I don't know, maybe power slap is the move. I know someone who works there. 
If you have any questions, uh, you need an intro, I'm here to help. That's it. That's all. Um, okay. So now we're going to get into another story that we talked about a few weeks ago, uh, because this one is still heavily on my mind. Deion Sanders. When we were talking about him last, he was undefeated. Obviously, in terms of catching the attention of the entire college football world, really, I would say all of the football world, uh, he was doing just that. Uh, now we fast forward a few weeks. Uh, Colorado has a four and three record. Eh, not so great, right? Nothing to write home again, but they're building. That's important. Uh, they were off last week. And this week, they're back in action against UCLA. That'll be a good game. Uh, but no matter what you say about Dion, despite the fact that he has a four and three record, he is sensational. Uh, kind of like another guy that I know, Donald Trump. Uh, and if you would have asked me, oh, let's say a decade ago, if I thought Donald Trump would be president, no way. There's no way uh, before he got into politics, uh, when I was watching him on The Apprentice, that I would have said, Donald Trump is going to be the president of the United States one day. And not only that, there's a solid chance he's going to be serving a second term here shortly. I definitely wouldn't have said that. Just like several years ago, no chance that people would have said Deion Sanders is going to be the coach of a national championship team. But despite the fact that he has, uh, you know, a bit of a not so great record, uh, he is sensational. And you know that he's building, you know, the recruits are going to be definitely, definitely going his way in the coming years. So I think this is the perfect time to revisit our segment comparing two sensational, fantastic men, Deion Sanders and Donald Trump. Let's hit it. Heroes, cultural icons, self-made men, however you want to spin it, the similarities are striking, leading me to the conclusion that Deion Sanders is the Donald Trump of football. Hear me out. One, they are both ultra-polarizing, but in the best way. You either love them or you hate them, but no matter the case, you can't keep their name out of your mouth or off of your TVs, and the ratings are clear evidence of that. As soon as Trump left office, CNN was in shambles, losing 50% of their target demo, and the left-leaning media can cry and whine all they want. Trump is a racist, homophobe, the worst human being on the planet, blah, blah, blah. None of which are true, by the way, but what the media can't dispute is that Trump is an absolute moneymaker, and they secretly miss him covering, uh, they miss covering him because, turns out, he was the only reason that people were actually watching CNN. And you could also say the same thing about Deion Sanders, who just could be the best thing that has happened to college football. The Colorado versus Colorado State game drew in a massive audience, 9.3 million viewers, which gave, obviously, a major boost to ESPN's abysmal ratings. Now, both of our guys doing their parts to salvage these media sinking ships. Moving me on to my second point. Trump and Dion both know how to have a viral moment and aren't afraid to stand up to the fake news media. I told you, CNN is fake news. Don't talk to me. Okay, next question. Oh, no, no, no. I ran through that bull junk you wrote. I ran through that. I sifted through all that. Yeah. Oh, no. Come on. Do you believe? You don't believe. You just answered it. You don't believe. Next question. You got to love it. They both have conviction. They will not back down and aren't afraid to shake off the haters. However, it needs to be done. Point number three, their merch. Uh, whether it's the signature red MAGA hats or even now the mugshot merch for Trump or on the other side, 
the sunglasses for Deion Sanders. All of it is clearly iconic and solid proof of just how popular Dion and Trump really are among their fan bases. In 2016, the MAGA hat raked in $80,000 per day. And more recently, Trump's mugshot helped his campaign to pull in $7 million. The numbers do not lie. You look at the other side, Dion's prime effect. It is rubbing off on the fashion world with his classic shades, raking in over $1.2 million for the first day of sales. Number four. The businessmen know how to capitalize on a trademark. Just this past Monday, Coach Prime submitted official trademarks for four different things. Coach Prime, Prime Effect, Daddy Buck, and it's personal. Meanwhile, Trump has the lock on several of his own trademarks. MAGA, Mar-a-Lago, Trump Tower, and DJT. Now, here's the thing. As many similarities and comparisons as I want to draw to these two huge forces of nature, I don't necessarily know if I see them teaming up anytime soon, but I think they should probably consider some type of a partnership because I think it could be beautiful for both of them. Obviously, Trump would bring a whole new wave of fans to the Boulder, Colorado program, a very liberal landscape as we know it, and Dion could bring a new wave of voters to Trump. Now, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it should certainly be considered. Okay, now if the GOAT talks, and by GOAT I'm talking about Tom Brady, you absolutely should listen. He had some sage advice for Deion Sanders' son, Shador, who, by the way, has been playing like an absolute beast this season, but still, sometimes you need to be checked by your elders, especially the ones you respect. And who does not respect Tom Brady? Anyways, Daddy Dion and Shador joined Brady's Let's Go podcast, and when Brady found out Shador had bought a Rolls Royce, Number 12 said this, quote, I think he needs to get his ass in the film room and spend as much time in there as possible. Less time in the car, more time in the film room. Now, Shador, obviously, and obviously then he had to push back. He said, well, Tom, you know, you also have a Rolls Royce, to which Tom said, uh, yeah, but I also had a few bucks in my pocket at that point, which is true. I mean, you think about it, TB12, he made more than $500 million over the course of his career, and that's just from his NFL salary alone. Uh, and then you look at Shador Sanders, who, by the way, he's only 21 years old, so no knock on him. He's already worth 2 to $3 million because of the NIL partnerships that he's able to obtain. Uh, and, and honestly, holy crap, 2 to $3 million at 21 years old. Can you even imagine being in college and having that type of money at your disposal, not to mention being in college and having those types of friends at your disposal. What would you even be doing? I mean, what do kids in Boulder, Colorado do with two to $3 million? I feel like that's probably not like the most expensive place to live, right? I mean, if you're in New York City or out on the West Coast, maybe that's another thing out in LA, but it's very exciting for these kids. I have a feeling that they are completely balling out at another level. And I wish that I also got to experience that same type of thing when I was in college. But you know what? Dreams can still come true. Now, on the topic of money, as we know, Russell Brand is the latest victim of cancel culture. Being accused of rape and also sexual misconduct by four different women between the years 2006 and 2013. Now, in his case, the concept of innocent until proven guilty is not being upheld. And now another dangerous precedent is being set with YouTube demonetizing brand over crimes he has not yet been convicted of. The platform justified the move by putting out this statement, which read, 
Quote, we have suspended monetization on Russell Brand's channel for violating our creator responsibility policy. If a creator's off-platform behavior harms our users, employees, or ecosystem, we take action to protect the community. So when did YouTube become the moral police? I already do not agree with YouTube's policy to censor, deplatform, and demonetize users for content that goes against their liberal beliefs when it takes place on the platform. But to now take it a step further and punish a user for their actions or words off the platform is flat-out excessive and also highly dangerous. Until Brand is proven guilty, YouTube really has no right to strip him of his ability to make money. I am no lawyer, but I can only imagine the legal action that will ensue if Brand is deemed innocent, and now YouTube becomes yet another party responsible for damage to his reputation, along with likely owing him the money that he lost while he wasn't able to earn during this period of time. Also, it must be said, at what point does this end? Because I have to imagine the majority of users on YouTube have done something or said something in their lives that is harmful to other YouTube users, employees of YouTube, or the YouTube ecosystem. You can't just cherry pick when it's convenient to your agenda. Okay, now moving on. Uh, it's Jerry's world. And what Jerry wants, Jerry gets. Well, except for a Super Bowl ring, because we all know that has not happened since 1996. But Wiley pushes for this year to belong to Big D, and they are off to a hot start at 2-0. Jones was seen mingling Sunday during the game in his box with FIFA's President Gianni Infantino. So, hmm, what could they possibly be talking about? Oh, uh, maybe making Jerry's world the site of the 2026 FIFA World Cup? Because that is already a rumor that's making its rounds as of this moment. Also conveniently there in that same box at the very same time as the FIFA president, Texas Governor Greg Abbott. Coincidence? Mm, I don't think so. Uh, now, L.A. and New York City also in consideration for the 2026 tournament. But seeing how these two coastal cities are already turning into absolute dumpster fires, I think Dallas probably is the safer cleaner, and much more sane bet to host our international friends. And you better believe if Jerry has anything to do with it, there will be absolutely no kneeling on that field. That is for sure. Outkick the Morning will be right back after a short break. Stay tuned. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, okay, so on the subject of being raw and real, I'm also going to throw Jerry Jones in that category, right? He He's at the age, I think once you get to a certain age, just in general, uh, you don't have to care about what anyone thinks anymore. Can you all agree with that? I, I find I find that to be the case. At least my grandmother no longer cares about what anyone thinks about her. Um, love Jerry Jones, uh, but also going back to Deion Sanders, uh, because like I said, their record right now, four and three, and they just had the bye week. And Dion had a very clear and strong message for his team during their week off. He said, quote, we must win and win now. All right. Clearly, uh, he's sick of losing. Uh, losing is not the Dion Sanders way. Uh, and that, of course, will start Saturday against UCLA as Colorado heads to Pasadena. 
Uh, it is another sellout venue for Sanders and the Buffs. And they're also going to be pre uh, featured in ABC's primetime lineup next week. So, you know, listen, this is all part of the prime effect in full swing. Uh, I have a feeling we're just going to be seeing more and more of that as time goes on. Love some Deion Sanders. And, you know, I hope the Buffs can can turn it around this season. I really would love to see them, uh, you know, pave the way, I guess, for an even bigger season next year uh, because he's fantastic. And uh, I'm imagining a great coach to play for. Um, okay, we're going to stick with football, but pivot a little bit, everybody, because as you know, like I just mentioned, I was on the plane for quite a while yesterday and had some time to think about a lot of things. And I came across a post on Instagram and it said about Tom Brady and Irina Shake, which was the model that he was just dating, uh, I think for like maybe the past, oh, I don't know, maybe six weeks or so. And it says that their relationship, it was more of a fling, like they weren't actually together. They were just having fun, meeting up, doing a little traveling. Uh, their fling fizzled out. This is Irina Shake. Men, I'm sure you've seen her all over the place. She's gorgeous. She's a model, so of course she is. Um, anyways, it got me thinking because he went from Giselle to Irina, model to model. Uh, obviously, this didn't one didn't work out. So it got me thinking: what type of woman does Brady actually need in his life? Ah, okay. So I'm going to do a little bit of a deep dive into what I think he could be looking for. Uh, the first thing that I would like to say is, and everyone should write this down: keep this in your back pocket for a rainy day. Comparison is the enemy of happiness. And that just goes across the board. You compare yourself to someone, you're never going to be happy. So I feel like in relationships, one of the worst things we can do is compare the new person we're with to the person that we were with, because you're inevitably just going to draw like horrible comparisons. Nothing's ever going to be good enough because generally a lot of times, unless you ended on a horrible note, which I do not believe that Tom Brady and Giselle did. Uh, I think by him comparing his new women to Giselle, he's only going to be disappointed because Giselle, let's face it, is pretty much perfect. Uh, she was a supermodel, which, you know, obviously means she's tall, thin, gorgeous. I mean, look at her. She's stunning. Um, and any other model compared to Giselle, unless they're on her same level, internationally famed, a former Victoria's Secret angel. I mean, the face of all the biggest brands. I just don't see them stacking up. That was a super tough act to follow. Not to mention, as a supermodel, a lot of times you don't make that much money. I have a lot of model friends in New York City and they don't make anything. Like they are living, a couple of them together in a tiny apartment because they can barely afford to pay their bills. No knock on them. They're grinding. Hopefully one day they get a gig that will pay them enough money uh, to live differently. But Giselle certainly was not living that way. Uh, Giselle was one of the best paid supermodels all around the world. And she was actually making more money than Tom Brady. Uh, reports indicate that she was worth, at the end of her career, or at the time of the split, rather, about $400 million, And Tom Brady was only worth about half of that. Uh, that's at least the money he made in his career. Uh, probably more money in endorsements, investments. Uh, that we don't know about. Uh, the other thing that I would say is they have three beautiful kids. Like, how do you really compare someone new to someone that birthed your three children? It's tough to do. Uh, she's also in insanely good shape. Giselle still has abs. We've seen pictures of her with her trainer, and that's after three kids. Also seems super supportive and caring. We saw a picture of her on the field 
with Tom Brady. I believe that was after he had won the Super Bowl. So where does he go from here? Uh, Hollywood, as we can all probably assume, is full of tons of superficial people. And Tom Brady hasn't just become a football player. He's become more of a celeb type. Uh, I actually saw him at Michael Rubin's white party over the summer. Everybody was just in awe. I mean, Tom Brady is not the kind of guy you used to see out at parties, uh, but now he's kind of coming into that Hollywood stage of his life, I would say. So it seems to me like he would probably go that route, like go with the celebrity. I know Kim Kardashian, there were rumors for a while that she could be into him. Uh, but I just don't know if that's the right move for Tom Brady. Tom Brady, I think, needs... Maybe he's like more of just a normal person. Doesn't that sound so funny? A normal person versus a celebrity. But that's, I guess, what we are compared to all of the like super high A-list celebs. Um, I think that he would do better going with a woman who has her stuff together. Great job. And not just like a great job as in uh, you're a great hairstylist, let's say. Like someone who owns their thing. Lawyer, doctor. Uh, CEO, entrepreneur, something like that. I feel like Tom Brady could do really well with a woman like that. He needs someone who's smart, who challenges him. Uh, I think maybe he should take a little page out of George Clooney's playbook, Amal Clooney. Uh, she's a barrister specializing in international law and human rights. I could totally see Tom Brady with a woman like that. Uh, someone who keeps his feet on the ground and uh, doesn't totally blow up his head, uh, but also keeps him happy. And like I said, challenges him because as a, what, how many rings does he have? Super Bowl rings, uh, lots of them. Uh, he is someone that needs to be challenged. I think otherwise he's going to get bored. So that's my advice to Tom Brady. I think you find someone who's not in Hollywood, but who's very smart and um, can just help you to continue building that empire. Um, okay, so that's my, those are my final thoughts for the day, guys. If you have any thoughts, I would love for you to drop them into the chat. I'm actually in the chat right now. Um, I very rarely get into the chat during the show, but I am on here today. So if you have any comments about who you think Tom Brady would be good to end up with, I would love for you to drop those in there. Uh, I also am looking at a comment from D. Heck uh, on the Pat McAfee subject that we got into earlier saying Pat made his move for the Canucks, and when he's done using ESPN, he'll move to where the money is. Plus, ESPN sucks and they should praise him for pulling them from the mud. Um, I totally agree with this. I think Pat went to ESPN for the Canucks. Uh, like I said, I think this was a great move to build his brand. And yeah, I think when he's done, when he feels like he's gotten all that he can out of it, and maybe there's somewhere that could be more beneficial for him to do his show, or who knows, I could totally see Pat building his own network one day. I mean, that makes total sense, bringing on the most authentic real broadcasters. I could see him giving athletes a platform to have their shows after their playing days are done. I have to imagine that he's already in the works of doing that right now. That just seems like a no brainer for him. Even giving a guy like Aaron Rodgers a platform to maybe have a podcast or a show just makes total sense to me. So I could totally see that happening. Um, okay. Let's see someone else. Uh, we'll just get to a couple quick comments before I go. Um, Raul Miller, how about an interview with Laura Sanko? Both of you, great preparation. Thank you so much. Laura Sanko is an absolute beast. Uh, to see what she's been able to accomplish in UFC is just so inspiring. Obviously, she started in the position that I'm in as a reporter, and now she's doing color commentary. 
uh, for fight nights. And I have to imagine, I think actually, did she, has she already done a pay-per-view? I don't think she's done a pay-per-view yet, but I have to imagine a pay-per-view color job is in her future as well. Uh, okay. Finally, one nation underground Brady could hook back up with Bill Belichick. Patriots fan here would love it. Um, I do not see that connection coming back to fruition, uh, in terms of playing, but who knows if Tom Brady does in fact, one day get involved with the ownership of a football team, which I know is something on his to-do list. I could see Bill Belichick coming in with a definite position on that team. I, I feel like Brady, despite there being like the rumors out there of what maybe transpired when they went their separate ways, definitely have to imagine Brady has all the respect in the world for Belichick, what they built during their time in new England together, nothing short of special. Uh, so I think that could be pretty cool. Uh, someone said Aaron Rodgers is Gandhi. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is definitely Gandhi. Uh, he is the modern day Gandhi. Um, okay, guys, that is all I have. I love getting into the chat with you. Maybe we'll do that a little more often. That was fun. Um, as I said, I've got Power Slap 5 this week. Uh, that will air on Rumble tomorrow night. Uh, so hopefully you guys will check that out. And then as for today, I'm going to get some interviews in. I'm going to continue talking to the fighters, getting more info so I can do my reports on them tomorrow. And that's going to do it. Guys, it's 5.30 a.m. here in Vegas. I still have the entire day. But first, I think a little nap is in order before I get up and get going with those interviews. Guys, I so appreciate you being here. Please do not forget to subscribe. Do not forget to sign up for the alerts. Oh, wait, hold on. Sorry, I just saw this in the chat. Pat McAfee as Indy Colts next owner. I am totally here for that. I am so here for that. That would be great. Thank you so much to Ridger1970 uh, for leaving that little comment. Okay, guys, that's it. Sorry, I really am going to log off now because I do want to get a quick nap in before my rest of my responsibilities kick in. Uh, okay, uh, alerts. Yes, that's where we were. Make sure you sign up for the alerts so you don't get, miss a moment of the action. Also, like I said, I'm in the chat. Leave a like, leave a comment. I'm going to go back and read these later. I want to see what you had to say. Uh, but that is all the time we have. Everybody, guess what? Tomorrow, I'm going to be back here with you again from Las Vegas. So make sure to be here. Another great show, as you know, always going to be in store. And on that note, good night, good morning. Who knows what time of day it is? I'll see you tomorrow. Are you looking for the hottest sportsbook offers? At OutKick, find exclusive promos, expert picks, and the latest odds. Get in the game at OutKick.com backslash bet. <laughs>